Hi there, and welcome to Manningham Christian Centre's Sermon of the Week. I'm so glad you joined us. My name is Matt Wyatt, and I'm the lead pastor here. My prayer for you is that as you listen, you encounter God and find this message practically helpful. It would mean a lot to us if you were able to rate and subscribe. This not only lets us know how we can serve you better, but also spreads the message to those who need to hear it. Hey, thanks so much again, and I look forward to catching up with you later. Bye. Would you agree? She really does. And she was on the news last night. Who saw that? Kenneth was on the news last night. It was so great. So I'm sure Kelly will share a little bit more about that. But why don't we all put our hands together and welcome Kelly Wisher. I think I need to tell you something first. That yesterday, it was Pastor Matt and Anna's wedding anniversary and they are approaching a 20-year milestone but they're not quite there yet so why don't you all join me in saying congratulations Pastor Matt and Anna. What a wonderful pair of lovebirds that lead our church. We love them, yes? Yes, Yes, we do. My name's Kelly Wishart and I'm really excited about being here today. Thank you for having me today Um, and thank you Anna for that communion message because I think it highlighted to me that I am really grateful for being adopted into God's family and also being part of this community. There was a period in my life where I wouldn't have said I was grateful for that because my heart had gone a little sour and I was holding bitterness around some things and I am grateful to God that He has transformed my soul so I can live in the truth and see the truth of the time and the place and the people that I am in and with. So I am really grateful to God for that. But let's just start with prayer. God, I am grateful that you adopted me into your family. I am grateful that you opened my eyes and my ears to hear and accept your truth. And God, I wanna do you I wanna bring you glory today, God. Holy Spirit, I invite you into this place to lead me to bring the message that you want spoken this morning. And Holy Spirit, I would ask that you ignite in every person listening the ability to hear and receive not what I am saying, but what you are saying to them this morning. Amen. Now, for some of you that have seen me speak before, I reckon one day they're gonna make a bloopers reel of me. Because remember a few weeks ago when I had a microphone and I spoke into the wrong end of it? Do you remember that? Who else remembers a few months ago when I had this and I started speaking into it like a microphone? (laughs) Also happened. So, I don't know, but one day there might be a bloopers reel about me speaking on church. But hey, this morning's message is called Body, soul, spirit, walking in the truth. All right, let's get started. This morning, we're gonna talk about three things. We're gonna talk about ourselves as triune beings. 
we're going to speak about three types of people that Paul describes in 1 Corinthians. And we are going to explore the mediator of our soul. I'm hoping at the end of today's message, you have maybe a deeper understanding of how you were created, a clear idea of how you can receive things from God and enter into His transformation. And I'm hoping that God leads you to reflection about where it is that you are and where it is that He would like you to be. So let's start. We are created as triune beings. We are created in the image of God and God is also a triune being, tri being three, yun being, I'm not sure. (laughs) Unity, is it? Three in unity. Thanks, Sam, good. If you wanna give me bits of information as I speak, great. Three in unity. God is Father, Son, Spirit. We are body, soul, spirit. And we are gonna cover a little bit of Christian Creation 101 today, and I am going to throw a lot of Scripture your way because Scripture just says it better than me. So our body is our physical body. But also, I don't want you to get stuck into thinking that your body is only your physical body because your body is also your corporal existence in the earth, okay? So corporal meaning um, material presence. You are here, yes? You're not spirit and can't be touched. You are in the world and you have a presence in the world. So your body is your physical body and your body is your corporal presence in the world. Your soul is made up of mind, emotion, and will. Or you could say thinking, feeling, and decision-making. These are three things, all right? So that is our soul. And then our spirit is that part of us that is connected with God. Our spirit is connected with God. It is brought alive by God. And it is also where Holy Spirit dwells in us. Because Holy Spirit dwells in us, it says that you know our body is like a temple and that His Spirit dwells in us. Okay, so they are the three things that we're gonna talk about today. In Ezekiel 36, it says, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments to do them. So this is a biblical reference of our spirit becoming alive and God's spirit entering us and being in us. A changing of our soul, our heart to be softened towards God and then further implications through the body, our body and our presence in the world. Once this happens, once our spirit is brought to life, we are then asked to be spirit led. We are asked to walk in the spirit. And I think that's a little bit of an abstract concept sometimes. Um, What do you mean walk in the spirit? So hopefully today, my aim is to make that a little clearer because I came across something in the last two weeks that reshaped my thinking about this. But first we're gonna look at 
three different types of people as described by Paul in 1 Corinthians. We're going to read from chapter 2, verse 14, through to chapter 3, verse 3. I'm going to bring it up on the screen, but you can open it on your Bibles if you would like. All right, bear with me. A lot of Scripture this morning. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man or the natural person does not receive the things of God's Spirit, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual, the spiritual person, judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. And I, this is Paul speaking, brethren, he's speaking to a church or a group of Christians, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, carnal being fleshly, of the earth, of the world. As to babes in Christ, he's calling them babies. I fed you with milk and not with solid food for until now you were not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able for you are still carnal. We're gonna talk about three types of people that Paul highlights in this scripture. The natural person, the spiritual person and the fleshly person. So let's start with the natural person. The natural person is the state that we were born into, all right? So the natural person, every person has body, soul and spirit. But this person lives separated from God. Their soul is directed by the flesh and the world around them. And this is the state that we were born into. In Ephesians 2, 1 to 3, in the message. Now, if I, I'm going to use the New King James Version today. And if it's not that, I'll tell you it's the message. Okay? So the message says, It wasn't so long ago that you were mired in that old stagnant life of sin. You let the world, which doesn't know the first thing about living, tell you how to live. You filled your lungs with polluted unbelief and then exhaled disobedience. That's harsh. Ooh, glad I'm not there anymore. We all did it. All of us doing what we felt like doing, when we felt like doing it, all of us in the same boat. It's a wonder God didn't lose his temper and do away with the whole lot of us. I'm glad he didn't, but he doesn't. So that's how we were born. And, and that is the state we were in until we met with Jesus. When we meet with Jesus, He brings our spirit to life. But this person has not had that spiritual transformation or enlivenment yet. Romans 8 says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be so. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. In this state as the natural person, we are not connected by, to God 
And we're not, so therefore we're not receiving from God. And so we cannot please God, which is not a good state to be in. First Corinthians says that we cannot receive from God in this state. And you can see from the diagram, there's two arrows that are pointing from body to soul. This is how this person operates. They operate according to their body, how they're feeling and the world. There are a lot of ramifications to living in this way, but I'd rather talk about the positives of living the other way. The spiritual person. This person is us, hopefully. It's me. I have come to know Jesus and He has enlivened and transformed my, soul, my spirit. And that has led through to my soul, through a transformation of my mind, my feelings and my will to then transform my life, my being, my presence in the world. I am so grateful that God did that for me. Are you grateful that God's done that for you? Yeah, what a great way to live. In this state, we are connected to God. Ephesians says, instead, immense in mercy and with an incredible love, He embraced us. He took our sin dead lives and He made us alive in Christ. He did all this on His own with no help from us. Then He picked us up and He set us down into the highest heaven in company with Jesus, our Messiah. In this state, it is not just that our spirit has come alive and is connected with God. It is not just that our soul has been transformed and our presence in the world, but in this state, our entire identity has changed. We have access to truth and promises straight from God that change our very identity. So if your soul starts feeling insecure, you can reach out for that promise that your God will never leave or forsake you, like in Hebrews. If you feel inferior, you can reach out and grab, you are a child of God seated with Christ in heaven. If you feel inadequate, well, you can do all things in Christ. If you feel guilty, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Maybe you feel worried, God has offered to trade His peace for your anxiety. Maybe you feel doubt. Well, God provides wisdom for those who ask. A complete reshaping and transformation of our thinking, our feeling and our acting that flows into our body. So you can see in this diagram, this person is led by the Spirit how they conduct themselves, the decisions they make, who they are, how they speak to people, inspired by that connection to Source, God, Spirit. I wanna read you Galatians, and it's up on the screen. So again, Galatians 5, 19 to 21 really 
provides a contrast between living as the natural person and living as the spiritual person. It is obvious what kind of life develops, again, the message, what kind of life develops out of trying to get your own way all the time. Repetitive, loveless, cheap sex. A stinking accumulation of mental and emotional garbage. Frenzied and joyless grabs for happiness. Trinket gods, magic show religion, paranoid loneliness, cutthroat competition, all consuming yet never satisfied wants. A brutal temper, an impotence to love and to be loved. Divided homes and divided lives, small-minded and lopsided pursuits, the vicious habit of depersonalising everyone into a rival, uncontrolled and uncontrollable addictions, ugly parodies of community. I know, isn't the message like the message like a smack in the face? Like, okay, ugly parodies of community because community is by God's design, but without the Spirit and without people walking in the Spirit, there are parodies of community. Thankfully, it goes on in verse 22 to 23 to describe the spiritual person. But what happens when we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard. Things like affection for others, exuberance about life, serenity. We develop a willingness to stick with things, a sense of compassion in the heart and a conviction that a basic holiness permeates things and people. We find ourselves involved in loyal commitments, not needing to force our way in life, able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. That is the person I wanna be, and that is the person that is led by the Spirit. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, I'm not the natural person because I know Jesus and I'm not living in all that stuff that the first bit of Galatians said, but I'm not quite meeting up to what you're saying the spiritual person is. And to be honest, that is something that I would say about myself sometimes, that I'm not always living up to that spiritual person um, idea. So let's talk about the fleshly person. The fleshly person is exactly the same as the spiritual person in that their spirit is connected and invigorated by God. So they have that transformation. Holy Spirit does dwell in the fleshly person, but Listen to what Galatians says here. 5, verse 25 to 26, the message. Since this is the kind of life we have chosen as a spiritual person, the life of the Spirit lets us make sure that we, oh, hang on, uh, the life of the Spirit, that's the, the life we've chosen, let us make sure that we do not just hold it as an idea in our heads or a sentiment in our hearts 
but work out its implications in every detail of our lives. Now that's a warning. That's a warning that says, you can have Holy Spirit dwell in you. You can be connected to God and receive truth, but you can also quench the Spirit or stifle the Spirit by holding it in your soul as nothing more than a nice idea. You can hear the promises of God that says, I am sat in heavenly places and just think, oh, that makes me feel nice. Thanks for that compliment, Bible. Thank you, Jesus. But if that truth of I am seated in heavenly places does not translate through to your body, through to your corporal presence in the world, through to how you live, then you have quenched the Spirit. It has stopped at your soul and not translated into your life. And when we are in the natural person state, we know that there are a lot of things that we have overcome with God and truth and the Spirit that some of our friends in that natural state cannot overcome. Anxiety, shame, trouble in relationships, all kinds of things that when we experience those things, we have truth to hold on to that can transform our lives. The fleshly person, although they believe in Jesus and His truth and God and all of that, can still be experiencing all of those things because maybe the truth of God has not come all the way through to actually transform their body and their life. Just recently, I was super excited about God and what He was saying to me. And I was listening to all of these podcasts. Now, I prefer to listen to podcasts and audiobooks and listen to audio readings of the Bible than reading them. It's just how I operate. Um, and I was listening to heaps of great teachings when I was driving around, great podcasts, uh, great like Bible verses. But then I was like, I'm going to go back and read all seven books in my favourite fantasy fiction series. Yes. Good idea, Kelly. Okay, that's fine. We're allowed to read other books in the Bible. Of course. But you know what I did? I then started listening to my audiobook in the car at bedtime whilst I was doing the dishes, all those times that I listened to content, I just replaced it with my audiobook. Because guys, it's seven books in this series and it's really, really good, okay? I like reading about assassins. <laughs> I know. Is there assassins in the Bible? Maybe I need to look that up. It wasn't until, full disclosure, it wasn't until I was looking through the roster for church and saw that I was preaching this morning, and this is like eight weeks ago, that I went, what am I gonna preach on? And I kind of had this moment of, I haven't really been hearing much from God lately. And I thought, what's that about? And Holy Spirit just dropped into my mind, well, what have you been feeding yourself? Where has your attention been? Where has your focus been? You know where it was? Assassins. <laughs> 
<laughs> saving kingdoms. It was awesome. But it didn't enrich my soul or my spirit or my life, my body. And I'm really grateful that, that God was like, you could tweak this. Because then I just brought a bit more intention and discipline back into my day. Now I'm still listening to my books, okay? Because we don't have to give that stuff up. But what I am making sure is that every morning when I'm in the car, it is not stories about assassins that I'm listening to. It is stories and preaching and teaching of the Word that fills my spirit, that transforms my life. And you know what? I don't know if this happens to you, but sometimes I'll turn on a podcast that is a, a word or comes from heaven, yeah? And I'll be listening to that podcast and God will start speaking to me about something completely different, but I know it's God. Does that happen to anybody else? Sometimes I'll turn on a worship song and it's like God takes a download into me. And so, look, I think it's fair to say for me, and I think if it's true for me, it's probably true for others, but let's just talk about me, that I travel, I journey this life fluctuating between the spiritual person and the fleshly person. I, I do. Now, I'm not saying that I'm doing the natural person things, all right? But I am just saying that my attention and my focus, because we're busy, we do a lot, we've got families, all the things, I've got assassin books I have to read, like, my attention can fluctuate. But Paul gets frustrated in Corinthians when he comes to the Corinthian church and he says, you know what? You should be eating solid food by now, but you are still acting like babies. There should be more truth in your life right now. And I guess that inspires me to just think, I, I just... I it's a constant work, isn't it? It's a constant journey. It's discipline. If discipline was easy, then discipline wouldn't even be a word, you know, because discipline is the engaging of your will to do those things. So when you meet Jesus for the first time and you accept Him as your Lord and Saviour and your spirit is brought to life and connected with God and Holy Spirit comes and dwells in your soul and body for the first time. The transformational power of God's truth starts to enter into your soul. But you are in and a position to decide. You are in a position to receive that into your soul and just think, oh, that was nice, and go about your life the same way. You might receive truth from God that says, do you know, I always think it must be really hard when couples become saved for the first time and maybe they're already in sexual relationships, okay? And maybe God speaks truth in that, that place and says, guys, sex is for married couples in covenant and love. And maybe then, as that comes into your mind and your soul, maybe then your emotions go, oh, but that sounds really hard and that's not fair and I don't wanna do that. I'm gonna focus on God loves me. 
and you don't allow that truth that God is speaking. Now I'm saying God is speaking. I'm not saying some Christian comes up and tells you what to do. I'm saying you've received it from God in spirit. Maybe, maybe Holy Spirit says something to you about, you know, you are seated in heavenly places. So you are royalty and then highlights how you get really frustrated at the checkout person when they're a bit slow in the supermarket. And maybe Holy Spirit says, you could, I call you to be patient and kind and loving and your feelings rise up and go, but they're being annoying. And then your will goes, I'm gonna focus that Jesus loves me and not allow that patience and kindness to come through your soul and into your, your body, your life, your life. Your, you are, God gave us free will and choice. We spoke about this a few weeks ago. It's one of the most powerful things that God has given us. And it is still alive and kicking when you are Christian. So when God says something to you and your mind goes, well, I don't understand that, that makes no sense, God. I'm gonna do it this way. Wow, that's pride. Or your feelings go, I don't like it, it's not fair, but I really like that thing. I really like watching those shows that have got heaps of sex in them. But, and it's a good storyline, Lord. <laughs> and then your will goes, nah, we'll be right. She'll be right. And it doesn't flow through to our body. Oh. And in our soul, we can think logically, we can have feelings, and then we can decide to shut it down and we can just keep living like everyone else. But the beautiful thing about the soul is I can choose to divert my attention to heaven and connect with God and receive. And then I can divert my attention to my life and my circumstance and my body or my health and say and actually walk in that spirit, walk in that freedom, walk in the power of His truth. And what I wanted to highlight to you today is that you can know the truth and not live the truth because of your soul. And I think that this is also the reason why when I sit and start listening to a Christian podcast or Christian music, I'm actually turning my mind and my heart to God. And that's why He can deposit those things that He wants to say to me in that time because He's got my focus. Might not be what's coming out of the stereo, but it's better to come from God, you know? Again, in your prayer time, your prayer time is putting your focus on God and He can speak back. Church, focus on God. When you walk out the door of church, your focus probably goes to your life. But see if you can draw that right through so that we are the spirit, the river of life comes in through out into our life because then when your presence in the world is led by the Spirit, when you are walking by the Spirit, then 
that's when the Spirit is released into the community. And then the Spirit that you have released into the community starts to be uptaken by the people around you. And maybe Holy Spirit will start to tap on their soul into their spirit to say, hey, hey, there's truth and promises out there for you. That's what walking in the Spirit is. So I started by saying one of the things that I wanted to help us understand today is what exactly is walking in truth, is walking in the Spirit. Walking, which is a physical body action, in the Spirit is the engagement of our soul to receive the truth of heaven allow it to transform our lives and then live according to that truth. That is walking in the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit is when our soul receives His truth, it is activated by our will and lived through our body. So this morning, we have talked about the fact that we are triune, three in unity. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> triune beings made in the image of God, body, soul, spirit. We have talked about three different types of people that, according to Paul, we can walk in. The natural person, the spiritual person, or the fleshly person. And I've told you all that sometimes I find my journey is between the spiritual and flesh person because discipline and good choices. Father God, what a wonderful way that you created us. Thank you, God, that you have made my spirit alive and thank you, Holy Spirit, that you live in us. God, I ask that you would help me to have integrity in my soul such that I can receive your truth from the Spirit and have it completely transform my life. And I ask that for everyone here. God, I ask that you would highlight to people in this room and watching online different ways in which your spirit and truth can flow through their soul and make true impact and breakthrough in their life. Father God, you hold every answer and we love you so much. Amen. If you would like prayer today, because maybe you've gone, you know what, I am actually still that natural person and I would like to be connected to God. I would like the breakthrough that you're talking about. Then please, by all means, come up the front and we will pray a prayer for you. And the truth is that your spirit will be alive immediately and Holy Spirit will touch you and dwell in you. If you are here today and you think, I would really like to live more as that spiritual person, but I really struggle sometimes with fleshly stuff. Again, come up the front and we would love to pray with you because there is 
freedom and breakthrough for you at every point. And lastly, thank you for listening to me today. I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Anna. I trust that during the service, God was moving in your heart and His presence was where you are. Just before we say goodbye today, I'd love to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. If today's message spoke to you, or you've been considering believing in Jesus as your Saviour, then I would love to invite you to do that now. Would you repeat this short prayer after me? Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died for my sins and that you rose again to give me life. I ask you to forgive my sins and be my Lord and my Saviour. I open my heart to you today. Amen. If you said yes to Jesus today, we would love to hear from you. We would love to celebrate with you, pray with you, and help you start your Jesus journey. Visit our website, manninghamcc.org, and go to the I Said Yes page. Fill out your details, and one of our leaders will get in touch with you. We would love to hear your story. Hey, thanks for joining in today and being part of our service. If you enjoyed today's service, would you click the share button and subscribe to MCC so you can stay connected. We all need some good news and we would love to hear how God has spoken to you today. Visit manninghamcc.org and fill out a good news story form today. If you would love to know more how to grow in your relationship with God, then Next Steps provides the path for you. Visit manninghamcc.org to find out more. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.